Hey, this is MJ coming at you once again with another fully operational analysis. This time I'm talking about The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 4. The uh, name of this chapter uh, is Sanctuary for, you know, good reason. They're looking for Sanctuary, trying to get away from bounty hunters and such. And uh, this episode was, I believe it was written by, I think they're all credited as being written by uh, John Favreau. I didn't double check it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to at the moment, but I'm just going to assume that it was John Favreau and the uh, direction was actually done by Bryce Dallas Howard, who I don't know if this is the first thing she's directed or not, but, uh, and I don't remember from watching the behind the scenes thing, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, the actress, the daughter of Ron Howard, um, who famously got his start with, you know, Lucas doing, uh, American, Graf not his start, but who <laughs> did American Graffiti and, you know, other stuff. Uh, anyway, um, I really liked the episode. Uh, basically, I, I have uh, so far really liked every episode of Mando that I've seen. And uh, there hasn't really been a reason to complain about them. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's little things that will pop up that, you know, I don't like or, you know, that could have been done better or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, going through the series and I think it's well made. Um, based on the little things I see... Uh, that I've seen, you know, kind of repeat themselves, or like the patterns that have started to emerge over the course of the series. Uh, like, it seems like it's just, it's just good quality stuff. It's well made, and it's going to keep delivering. And I don't know if there's anything I can do that'll like really upset me or make me hate it or anything like that. Um, and there's not, like, it's very entertaining, but I'm not sure there's enough depth to like chew on things and like really get into them. Um, I don't know the average length of these, uh, these analyses that I've been doing for Mando so far, but like this one, and I always say this and then I go super long, this one I don't feel is going to be very long. Um, so we have, you know, he's on this sanctuary planet and the, uh, Mando's on this sanctuary planet and he and, uh, the child are there trying not to get killed. They're trying to stay away from bounty hunters and such. And, um they end up getting dragged into, or not dragged into, Mando uh, gets propositioned by these people who were raided uh, that, you know, he can be a mercenary, he can, they can hire him with all the money they have to come and uh, fight off these uh, marauders. And it kind of turns into a Seven Samurai type situation because uh, he brings Cardoon into it and she's a, you know, ex-Republic, um, uh, call him Drop Trooper, I think is what they called? jump I, something like that anyway she but she's you know a hard case she's battle hardened she's uh, been tested and proved and uh, she and Mando tussle and I got to say uh, probably the thing I liked most about their interaction and their uh, well basically all their interactions is like they're both well she's a retired soldier right and he's a Mandalorian and I don't know how old he is uh, you know it's not clear to me that his uh, section or his group of Mandalorians like had any involvement in the Rebel Alliance or in you know bringing down the Empire or anything like that but obviously she was doing that and uh, you know she's a good person um, she has to be a, I'm, she doesn't have to be a good person but like based on the inter their interactions in the um, in the episode uh, she's a good person and she wanted to pull out of her involvement with the uh, New Republic because it got political and when it got political it got messy and it got dirty and maybe she didn't want to have her like it's fu it's funny to think that like a soldier doing their job you know 
going and you know killing bad people especially with how dirty we or how bad you know the empire was like that person would draw the line at getting involved in things being too political um and maybe it's because she's had her fill of war and whatnot and she just sees things as like look i'm you know i i'm okay with uh, you know, crossing that line and uh, pulling the trigger on, you know, Imperials. But like when it gets to the point of I have to go try to enforce things on other people, uh, you know, good people, I don't want to do that. I don't feel, you know, morally comfortable doing that. Um, so now she's off, you know, doing whatever she can. And uh, I can't remember why she has a, a mark on her, but she does have a, a bounty hunting a mark on her. And that's why when she saw the Mandalorian, they fought. Uh, because she figured, well, this guy's after me. He must have a fob. Uh, you know, Mandalorians, one of the things they do is bounty hunt. So he must be coming after me. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was uh, even more interesting one, uh, or sorry, I forgot to say, I like laughed out loud uh, and was delighted seeing them fight because like he's punching her in the face. She's punching him, uh, you know, in the helmet and stuff. It's just like, I love how... Uh, you know, equally they were, they were treated and how they're on like, you know, uh, very similar ground to each other. And it's not like, oh, she's a woman. I'm not going to hit her. It's like, no Mandalorians, they're going to beat you up if they have to. Um, they're going to fight and kill if they have to. And like, to me, there's like a level of respect and a level of, um, I don't know if it, like, uh, beyond respect, I, I can't think of another word to use besides respect, but like, you're regarding that person as an equal. If they're going to come at you, you're going to hit them as hard and as fast as you can. And like, isn't that, isn't that what everybody wants? Is, don't people want for uh, treatment uh, to be equal and stuff? And I, I just think that's cool. And I'm not saying, of course, that like I want, you know, women to be conscripted in the military, but I don't want men to be conscripted either. But like, you know, if we're equal, we're equal. And I just like how uh, they kind of played with that idea here. Uh, in, in this episode. So that was a lot of fun. But then, you know, we get to, uh, uh, experience some different people and, you know, basically everybody, it's funny how interesting, it's interesting to me, uh, that, uh, when the village guys, <laughs> when the village people came to the Mando and they were propositioning him, he stayed very quiet. His responses were, uh, very light, very limited, uh, very, uh, short. And, there was a silence and these guys filled in the silence with information that like told us a lot about the world, but it also um, told us a lot about them and contrasted them with, uh, you know, the Mandalorian. And one of the things, or I recently heard that it's a great business tactic or negotiating tactic to be silent. You state something, you state what you want or what you do not want and then you let the other person who you're interacting with respond. And that there is a great power in that silence. And I think that's an interesting concept. And uh, obviously uh, I noticed it in the episode, in the, uh, like I said, in the interaction. And it just kind of impressed me that, you know, there is a power in silence, especially because it's uncomfortable for there to be all that silence and people wanna fill that void, so to speak. So they will speak into that void and um, it can be very informative, you know. Of course, the circumstances all color it, whatever particular way it's going to be colored, but I think the fact kind of stands that having that silence um, and presenting an opportunity for somebody else to fill it uh, does make for an effective tactic 
uh, both in like one's personal life, which I won't get into, you know, all the ways that you could use, leverage that for yourself. But here in the story, it enables the uh, exposition to come through in a very natural way. And like I said, it highlights the differences between these farmers and the Mandalorian. And there was even a, a thing, I can't remember what he said. Uh, he, he asked something about them having like, um, being out in the sticks basically. And the guy said, yeah, didn't you hear that? We said we're farmers. Or the guy responded with uh, something like that. Um, and it kind of struck me as perhaps uh, Mandalorian like didn't really, he wasn't fully listening, wasn't paying his full attention to the, to the matter because like, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to deal with these guys, but like, I'll hear what they say, but I'm not really going to like take it in. Um, and that was kind of an interesting thing because uh, it made me think like, I wonder, and it's funny cause like the Mando is silent, right? We know so little about him. I'm imprinting all these ideas on him. I'm thinking, well, is it possible that, um, you know, Mandalorians or this guy in particular has a practice of like just being situa situationally aware and like keep a running stock or inventory in your head of like, what are your vulnerabilities and what are your strengths and weaknesses and how can you leverage all those things? And, you know, there's like a constant assessing of your state and the state of others around you so that you can, you know, make the best, so you can survive, basically. So you can survive and thrive and whatnot. And um, it was cool because in the course of that conversation, he latched onto the idea that these guys are out in the sticks and he could take the child there because he didn't want to have to, well, he was preparing to leave the planet because, you know, Cara Dune and him couldn't, you know, share it basically. Um, but he decides to uh, take the opportunity to have sanctuary by going with these people and then they get you know the whole seven samurai thing going on where he hires her to help uh fight them and that that was cool it's just funny because we've seen i mean you know there's only so many stories but like seven samurai has been told in star wars the clone wars i think twice really um once it was ahsoka and obi-wan maybe anakin uh leading uh these uh villagers against these marauders who happen to be hondo Anaka and his men and then uh, I think earlier on in Jedi Crash with Aayla Sakura, there's the uh, the peaceful, uh, they don't want to fight. They look like lemurs. I think they're called Lermans. Um, and they don't want to fight either. Uh, and then they end up kind of having to. Uh, and they're, some of their young get involved in the fight, but the older ones don't. And I don't know if that's so much a Seven Samurai situation. Because Seven Samurai specifically is these people are being raided by... Uh, a group of individuals and they're too scared to fight them and the you know heroic people or the the martial people come along and they instruct them in the ways of war a little bit and help them to fight off their enemy so that the enemy will never come back basically because if you yeah it's the whole give a man a fish or krill uh idea um but they're teaching them to fish but you know it's fighting instead so um it was really cool i liked the uh like the little interplay of romance it was funny we were watching it as a family the other night and uh my second said to me something like, oh, Mandal the Mandalorian wants to take off his helmet right now. Because, like, the kids have gotten into it and, like, oh, he doesn't take off his helmet. But uh, he, she said that when uh, he and that uh, lady with the kid were talking, the widow, when he and the widow were talking. And uh, my eldest said, like, no, he's not going to do that. Or, like, how, how do you know? And the second was just like, oh, I know. So uh, I think she was picking up on, like, uh, romantic tension. And that's funny. Um, again, given that idea of, like, feeling the like us projecting uh, into the situation what we're feeling with the silence and my kids are kind of uh into like romance they're they talk about like you know couples and like they're just cognizant of it um and it's funny i'll hear them 
you know, talking or playing with their, you know, toys or, you know, whatever. And they'll like talk about, oh, this couple or that couple or whatever. And, uh, like even I, when I originally watched this episode, I kind of felt a tension and like Kara, um, points it out to me and they're like, oh, you're just gonna leave like that beautiful widow here. You don't want to like stay here and, you know, make a life or whatever. Like, and you're just going to do it just, you're going to stick to the way just so that you can stick to the way for the sake of sticking to the way. Cause it's, uh, it's funny. The, the way is so ill-defined and we're just getting little snippets of it. Um, that it makes it, it's, you know, it sounds cool. Um, and I think part of the draw of it is the mystery. Um, but I also think it's the, like if the way was dumb, it wouldn't work. Like the Mandos would not keep the way if it wasn't, you if it didn't have utility to them and if it wasn't effective. And, uh, that doesn't mean that some of the way isn't harsh or strange or whatever, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I still think it's uh, interesting and uh, I think part of the reason it's interesting to us as an audience, or to me as an audience, uh, is that like I don't fully know what the way is, but I get the way because I have my own way that I walk in my life. Um, uh, and um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what else to say about that, but regardless, uh, this was, it, I mean, this is, yeah, it was nice to have an episode where there was a kind of a chance to catch your breath of great, uh, change of pace as far as what the scenery looked like, or I should say change of scenery. Um, you have this beautiful verdant, you know, valley, there's the little village with the you know restaurant or whatever. And like all this stuff is really great. And uh, I think just the dynamics of switching back and forth between uh, what we're getting is is doing enough to keep it all engaging, even though it kind of does follow a simple formula of the Mandalorian needs to get something, he tries to get it, he has difficulty getting it, and then he gets it. Or he has the thing he wants, he's trying to go somewhere else with it, he gets interrupted from that, he has to deal with something, and then he can go on and do that. Do the thing that he's going to do, or, or, or leave to wherever he's going to go. But the funny thing about that is because I've heard that as a criticism, um, which I think is kind of silly, because that's what all of life is. You wake up every day, uh, you have to do things, complications arise, you have to take care of them, and then, you know, you go to sleep, and it's the same thing over and over again. So there seems to be, uh, part of the reason I like the show so much is that we get to see, you know, a cool guy doing cool stuff in cool circumstances, and it's just nice how the, there's all these little threads or there's all these, there's are separate elements that draw you in. So my kids kind of like the romance thing. They think the child is adorable. Um, they think the Mando is cool, even though some of the action is a little too much for them. Uh, one of my, my eldest actually, she thinks Cara Dune is awesome. And like she, I didn't even, well, we'd watched the episode months ago. So maybe she remembers her from then, but uh, I'm not like propagandizing my propagandizing my kids with Star Wars stuff all the time. So I think she heard about her from somebody else recently and uh, probably watching her tussle with Amanda was uh, pretty cool. I'm going to ask her what she thought about that because um, I'd be interested to get her, her perspective. Anyway, um, but yeah, like it's just, it's so neat. And then the, uh, like I said, there's different different things that pull different people in. Um, the little, like the temptation of the Mando to stay there and become a farmer and like abandon uh, the Mandalorian clan uh, was cool. It was nice to see him struggle with that. And it really looked like he did struggle with it. The, how far he let the widow get his helmet up uh, shocked me. 
Uh, it shocked me then and it shocked me now. And I just, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for him to stop her. Um, and I loved the, uh, the sense of resignation that he had when he told her, I, I can't, I can't do this. Um, and then I really liked the idea that he wanted to leave the child there. And then obviously when we realized the, the fobs are active still or again, and that he can't because bounty hunters will come after him. Uh, that was really, really interesting. And it's just, it's nice how he keeps trying to like push things off of himself. And then the narrative just keeps him obligated or keeps him, um, to, it, basically in a place where he has to deal with these things. And again, like I said, that's kind of what life is. And I wonder if some aspect of that, like people get that subconsciously and it's like, man, yeah, me too. I'm going out there every day in my best car, just trying to do what I can, uh, trying to make things right or, you know, whatever, just trying to survive. Um, I wonder how much of it's that. I don't know. Uh, the whole thing with the ATST at the, uh, the big battle, like that was super cool. Um, I like the montage of them getting the people ready. I like knowing that it took them weeks. So like they were there for at least three weeks. Um, I hope it was a little more. Uh, it's nice to know that this is all happening over a span of time and that there's those little markers being thrown out because um, it is good to see how, like that's just three weeks spending time together and seeing the Mando, like you watching your kid have fun with other kids, that's going to endear you to your kid, I think. That's what that's what's true for me anyway. So like Mando's gonna become more and more and more attached to the child to the point where you know you'll understand his rationale. Like why would he? You know it's just one little life form, a little orphan he found, or whatever. Yeah, he was an orphan too, whatever. But it's beyond that. It's now. It's not. Oh, I was like that kid, and you know somebody saved me. That was wonderful. I want to do the same for them. It's like now he will have an attachment to the child and you know do whatever he has to do for him. And it's nice that that's all being developed and set up so that we can have kind of just for the, I mean, it's not just for the big payoff, but like it's, there's that journey of going through all that. And then there's the destination of getting to the point where we get to see him go, uh, all out to save the child again, you know, down the line. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say. I feel like I'm very much, uh, losing the thread and just starting to ramble a bit here. And I, I really don't want to do that. I want to be respectful of, of your time. Um, I really love, uh, one, one last thing though, uh, I really love the fact that we get to see these beautiful locations in uh, these shows and in the movies and that Star Wars isn't just about space, like it's about people and people have to live in habitable planets and you know we get to see uh, some really great stuff. So like the little village uh, was really awesome to see and I guess even the town. The town and the farm were really nice to see. Uh, they have similar architecture which is cool, um, you, you that makes sense, but it just adds a unity to the two worlds even though there's the village or city whatever a little town and then the uh the farm off on its own and just I don't know I, I really like it It was nice seeing Mando and the child in such a uh a situation such a circumstance and just I love how different it was and how it's refreshing to get that contrast between locations also one little note um I don't know if this is going to pay off uh like in season two or later in season one but you know we had we got to see uh, the child eat a frog in the first episode first yeah i think the first episode anyway then in the uh in this episode he almost eats a frog the kids you know have him let it go or whatever and uh i don't know if there's gonna be another frog thing i just i think it's a little absurd and fun that uh you know yoda is like a frog man and we have this child of his species you know eating a frog uh very happily and that's just that seems kind of weird anyway i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here i will let you go thank you for your time and attention and uh 
Uh, please look forward to another one of these. I hope to get them out pretty quickly from here on out, but you know, we'll see what happens. Life is busy, um, busy writing. Uh, I had a ton of work to do and was getting up early, staying up late because you know that's how life is, struggle. And uh, I'm hoping now that I'll be able to get these um, done pretty quickly and uh, hopefully I can prioritize early in the week getting all my writing stuff done, querying and developing uh, this comic project that I want to work on. Uh, oh, I have a name for it. Project Triune. Um, that's the code name for it or whatever. I'll, I'll hopefully change it to something a lot better and more attractive <laughs> in the future. Uh, but that's the kind of thing I have to work on developing as well as, uh, querying that, uh, or my one book for sure. And then hopefully two or maybe even three books uh, all this week so that hopefully I can, uh, bring that cheddar in, you know, I want <laughs> I'm not a bounty hunter. I can't just go, you know, find people. Uh, and bring them in. So uh, I got to do it some other way. Anyway, um, that's all. Look forward to more of my coverage of this. Uh, fully operational uh, lives over at uh, mjmunios.com slash fu. Or sorry, <laughs> mjmunios.com slash fo. Fully operational. That's what it stands for. And uh, anyway, uh, that's where you can find a list of the episodes. I'll have the latest one posted on top, and then I'll have the fullest episodes below. Um, and then you can find the audio RSS feed for that for you to use for iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And then you can also find the uh, video versions there. So uh, that's about it. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Look forward to the next one. Uh, like, share, spread this around, comment, ask me questions, give me some pushback. Uh, I'd love some interaction. But I'm going to you know, push through the rest of these uh, Mando episodes as quickly as I can. So anyway, take care, folks. May the Force be with you. And uh, remember, balance. Balance is important.